0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way back again with our morning agenda show. It's been a long time since I've been on uh, on these streams. I'm back from holiday and I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie for this one. Charlie, how are you doing this morning?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. It's good to have you back as well after your uh, however long a week a, a week and a bit uh, in North America, Canada, whatever. Yeah, it's a bit envious of that to be fair, but <laughs> glad you're back.
0: No, I appreciate. I appreciate. it. To be fair, I've been watching um, the streams um, over in New York, Toronto, as, as you've just touched on, and they've been fantastic. A lot of transfer rumours, um, like a whole host of names popping up left, right, and centre. You got Declan Rice, you got Kaiseido, you got Lavia. Just past this, just just this past week, sorry, uh, Jurian Timber came out of nowhere, out of the blue. So yeah, transfer transfer news doesn't stop even when you're on the other side of the country. Um, but yeah, we'll start off with Timber, Charlie, because a few days ago, this this news came out of nowhere. I think it was a 10.45 Ornstein bomber on Twitter. Um, basically, I was just about to go to sleep, and I just see my friends messaging me. And I was like, oh, well, Ornstein, like, this is quite intriguing. What's he, what's he tweeted about? And it's Timber. And if I'm honest, when we were looking for a um, hybrid right centre-back, right-back option, I liked Timber I of all the options. But I always thought to myself, if there was going to be any team to get Timber this summer, it would potentially be Manchester United, only because of the link with Eric Ten Hag, etc. But the fact that we're now in pole position, it seems like, um, news from um, Holland today, um, stating that Arsenal are in pole position, that they do believe that they'll get an agreement with Ajax for Timber signature. Hornstein also, um, I think, just this morning, has, has done an article on The Athletic and stated that Arsenal are set to close the steal with Timber. But for me, I think it's a top, top signing. I think he would strengthen the back line hugely. So how do you see it? Happy with the signing?
1: Definitely, I think. I mean, you mentioned there that it was an on scene, like ten forty five kind of kind of story. And I, I mentioned yesterday that it was like a, it's like a some of these signings can be like a mystery. It's just come out it's of true. nowhere, and it's it's. I've said I said yesterday as well that it's these kind of signings are really exciting because, as I say, it's just out of nowhere, and as you said, it's a good he's a good kind of like centre back, right back, inverted right back kind of player. He obviously does play uh, a majority at centre-back because of Ajax's right-backs, but that doesn't mean that he can't be that kind of Ben White for us. And ev- even so, even if Ben White does play, then maybe we can even try possibly playing Gabri- um, playing Timbart and Saliba instead of Gabriel. You never know. That's a kind of like rotation point, which I've mentioned yesterday, is so crucial rotation is a very crucial point to this season coming up, but then playing Timber and Gabriel, because Gabriel played, I think Gabriel played the most amount of minutes for us last season. Um, So maybe he does need a rest every so often. And Timber could be one of those players that could switch in for him. I think, as you mentioned, we're in advanced talks. So that is a very kind of, once again, exciting part to this Kind of like transfer mystery, as I as I just said, and yeah, Timber would definitely be a good sign, and I'm very happy with that. And I was expecting, as you said as well, that he wa- that he would go to Manchester United if he's to go anywhere. I was expecting him to go there because of Ten Hag; they've been linked with him previously. But there's clearly something about these talks from Arsenal between Arsenal and Ajax that. Timber's liking that obviously Arsenal and Timber are speaking as well, and his agents that Timber is is looking forward to and and liking the sound of. So it does seem like we're going to come to an agreement. Um, we mentioned yesterday that we had bid or were set to make a proposal of thirty million euros, I think it is, and I actually wanted a bit more towards the fifty million pound or euro mark, but that's not that doesn't mean that they're not going to be flexible. So I reckon that we'll find a, we'll we'll agree upon a a price very soon, I reckon.
0: Yeah, no, it seems that the reports stating in the past week or past few days that there is like a release clause in in Timber's contract that is set to basically um, come to fruition in the next couple of weeks. So if Ajax and Arsenal, say, for example, don't come to an agreement in in this next fortnight, Maybe they could get timber on 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 a price which is relatively quite small. So Ajax need the money. I think uh, Timba, He he gave them a promise. I think last summer that he would stay for one more season. But this summer would be the season that he decides to depart Ajax. And I think an agreement is close. To be honest, I think Arteta, Edu, um, Richard Garlic, everyone. I think they've done the groundwork with with most deals this summer. Like. It's been quite pleasantly surprising, the fact how fast Arsenal have moved. But now the most important thing is to get these deals over the line. I think last summer we had a similar situation when we were going for a number of players, um, Lissandra Martinez, etc. But we just couldn't get those deals over the line. I think this summer the groundwork has been done. It's now just about getting those final offers in, trying to get the best possible fees for these players and get these deals over the line because in an ideal world, you would like to see the likes of Timber, Declan Rice, Lavia, etc. come in before our pre-season tour starts. But yeah, I think it's a great sign. In. And it also helps, just to add that Edwin van der Sar is not um, the director of football at Ajax anymore. If he was, maybe he could be basically pushing Timber to go to Manchester United. But Sven Mislintat is the director of football at Ajax right now. I know he never had the best of times at Arsenal. It never ended um, let's let's just say the best way for Mr. Lantat but hopefully those negotiations are, are coming to a conclusion because I think again it's a top top signing and when you look at the back line that we could potentially have the age bracket um, the physicality the pace the strength Saliba Gabriel Zinchenko Kirantini his future he may still be an Arsenal player by the time next season starts Tomiyasu Timba some hefty hefty options right there that could compete yeah. with any team in europe so uh, i'm optimistic i think this will be a top top signing so let's let's hope we can get over the line um moving on to declan rice it's it's one of those things like it's back and forth back and forth right now with west ham united and arsenal we're, we're offering bids they're getting rejected but in my eyes i've and i know there's a lot of frustration within the arsenal fan base like why are we not just giving 100 million to West Ham United? Why are we not giving this amount of money to West Ham and getting this deal over the line? Like, for example, I say, like, if someone's interested in buying a house, yeah, you don't go to the estate agent and say to them, listen, this is the house is worth, like, £400,000. I'll give you £400,000. You don't do that, do you? Like, you just negotiate. You negotiate to get the best price for that house, and you, at times, meet in the middle. It seems that West Ham... Um, before the conference league final a few months ago they had the price set for Declan Rice which was which was I think 80 million pounds that they were saying to a lot of teams in and around Europe this would be the price that would allow Declan Rice to depart West Ham United this summer it seems in the past few weeks since West Ham United have won the conference league uh, final European final that this stance has changed now they're looking of upwards of hundred million pounds, hundred and ten million pounds, hundred and twenty million pounds, and Arsenal are probably thinking to, to, to themselves, like, what's what's with this? Like, why why have you lied? But it seems Arsenal are getting to a place where I think the third bid will be the bid that gets Declan Rice in Arsenal. I know Manchester City are sniffing around. Once again, that stated that Manchester City do like Declan Rice. Potentially, they do want to sign him if Gundogan leaves. But I think I compared this deal to Gabriel Jesus last summer when Gabriel Jesus was linked with Arsenal and we never had Champions League football. Chelsea were after him. show really liked him. Tottenham wanted him. And there was a lot of talks in and around Europe that Gabriel Jesus could potentially choose a team that was in the Champions League. But however, this wasn't, this wasn't the case because he had his heart set on Arsenal. And like he snuffed out any different move that was basically in the pipeline. And he said to his agent, he said to Manchester City, the only club that I want to go to is Arsenal. And I see similar with Declan Rice. I think he's basically said to Bayern Munich, Manchester City, thank you for your interest. But if I'm going to depart this summer, there's only one place that I'm going to go, which is
1: Arsenal. So are you still optimistic? Yeah, definitely. I think even though City are sniffing around, he... I think it is the fact that he does want to move to Arsenal. It just needs to be a deal, needs to be agreed between the two clubs. And as you just mentioned, it does seem like the third bid will be the one to push West Ham over the line. We've first gone for around eighty million million, Second one around £90 million. I reckon the third one will be around £100 million. And the bid yesterday was rejected because... I mean, it was ni- it was around £90 million and I think I reckon that they thought that that was a little bit too low for them. But it was because of the add-ons as well, the £15 million of add-ons. They thought that that was a bit too difficult for Arsenal to achieve because I think that is the if we win the Champions League and if we win the Premier League or or one or the other. I'm, (laughs) I'm completely agreeing with you. I'm completely agreeing with you. But West Ham think that it's too difficult for us to achieve. So they're not kind of going with it. And I reckon that's partially why, because obviously then they would essentially just be getting 75 million for for Declan Rice until one of those things happen. So that's probably where that's come from. But as you mentioned as well, the negotiations. This is part of the negotiation. This is part of a negotiation process. This is what happens every single time that there are negotiations going on. We've mm-hmm. gone, we've gone in for Havertz. They've declined that. We're mm-hmm. gonna go in for it. We're gonna go in for him again, it seems. And it seems like they're gonna reject Timber's um offer as well. And we'll go in again for him, as we just said. So we will go in again. It just depends whether Arsenal do kind of trigger that thing of West Ham of saying, actually, yeah, we'll accept that. Because I reckon it is that three-figure mark that West Ham are thinking, just push it up to 100 million, even if the add-ons are there, then we'll accept it. I reckon that's what it is, You reckon, you reckon
0: £90 million up front and £10 million in add-ons could be enough?
1: I reckon so. I, I was expect, I reckon that we'll stick with the 15 million pounds of add-ons. Mm. I, I do because we did that in the 80 million, I think. um, It's just, I think the 85 million or 90 million pounds plus the 15 million pounds of add-ons, I reckon that will be kind of what kind of gets them over the line because they did value Declan Rice between 100 and I think 120 million which I think is quite extravagant because he is on the last year of his contract, but, but you, you he know is a
0: very good player. You, it's, it's like an interesting point because I think West Ham have shot themselves in the foot with this uh, deal with Declan Rice because they're, they're charging high prices and they're looking for high prices with Declan Rice, like £100 million, £120 million, however much it is. But if they want a replacement for Declan Rice and they've wanted Palina, uh or Fulham, and Fulham have basically said to them, yeah, you can have him for, for ninety million pounds. Like it's crazy, and uh, I think there's another midfield that they were interested in, and I think it was I think it was Edson Alvarez of Ajax, and I think he's he's set to go to Borussia Dortmund, and I think Ajax basically said to West Ham, "Yeah, if you want him, fifty-five million pounds." So basically, West Ham they're looking for a price that they probably see that Declan Rice is worth, but in in the on the flip side, the amount of time that they're taking to basically stamp this deal over the line and get this deal over the line the targets that the main priorities such as alvarez such as other midfielders then they're going to struggle to get them in over the line so yeah. no, i agree i think 90 million pounds and potentially 10 million in add-ons could be what seals the deal for Declan rice but i keep hearing talks of manchester city etc but i just think it's hard it's set on arsenal and you look at the other day bakaya saka You know, people could be thinking something out of nothing. But when he uploads an Instagram picture, uh, Declan Rice and Bakaya Saka's commenting with a red heart and a white heart. uh, Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but uh, there is something in it. There is something in it. But fingers crossed, fingers crossed, this can get over the line because I think it will be a top, top signing. Um, Moving on to another midfielder, uh, Lavia of Southampton. It seems that Arsenal in advance talks with him and Southampton as well. Like The business that Arsenal started this summer, it's like crazy. Like The transfer window, has even, is even a week old? I don't think it is.
1: It's, it's something like that, yeah.
0: But Arsenal are moving fast in this window and I like it. I like the fact that they're reactive. I like the fact that they want to get their business over the line and then they could potentially think about outgoings. And then by the time the final months, or final weeks of the transfer window uh, comes about, maybe we can get an additional player, like one more over the line. But the business that they're doing right now, I think is very good. But again, they have to get the deals over the line for us to be sat here and say, well done. But Lavia, good player. Uh, I like him. Potential, I think he's got so much potential. Um, very young. I remember that performance earlier on of last season. I think it was that 3-3 draw um, at the Emirates, Southampton
1: Arsenal. I thought he fantastic but would you take him? I think I would. I think I would because uh if I can remember correctly he was was it that he came through the Man City ranks or Correct. something like that? Yeah. yeah. So I think
0: they have a, they could they could buy him next summer. They've got a buyback option. So if people yeah. want him it's the perfect time this
1: summer. Exactly. And I mean Southampton are they're demanding 50 million pounds for him. Uh but in terms of I think that is quite a lot of money. But I think because Caicedo, it seems like he's choosing Chelsea over Arsenal, which is ridiculous in my opinion. But, um, but I do think because do you
0: think Kaiseido- Arsenal are prioritizing Kaiseido? because it's interesting. I think in my eyes, I don't think we're prioritizing Kaiseido right now. Mm-hmm. No, As of right I now, I don't think we're basically we're not we're not looking for him. Like we've got Lavia, we've got Declan Rice, etc. I think we like Caiado because it shows in January we pushed hard for him. But right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's other options ahead of him. It could be right. It could be wrong. But I'm not charged, I'm not in charge of the business that Arsenal are doing right now. So I think if there was a choice and Arsenal were in for Kaiseido, I think he'd choose us, to be honest.
1: I, I would hope so. But it does seem like these kind of like rumours about Kaiseido coming to Arsenal, etc. they do. Over the last few days, they do kind of seem to be kind of like disappearing a little bit. Um and laviar Laviar's rumors are kind of they're coming they're coming up and up and up and i'm not i'm not mad about that at all because kai Sado, they obviously value him at about 80 million pounds laviar is 30 million pound cheaper i reckon we could get a little bit less than that because southampton have just been relegated they'll probably need a little bit of money to to actually get some more players in and bolster mm-hmm. their squad and so I reckon Arsenal will be able to get it over the line, about 40, 45 million pounds. Whereas Caicedo is obviously 80, 85, as we saw in the in the January transfer window. And I reckon, yeah, I reckon Lavia would be a good... It's tough because Lavia, I don't know where he would... If we are to sign Declan Rice, I'm not 100% sure where he'd play. I'm guessing he'd play in the kind of Shaka role or or maybe... Arteta will try and get Lavia into the role of what Partey's been doing over the last couple of weeks in the Premier League and what Caicedo did at Brighton. I don't know whether he'll do that. It obviously remains to be seen if we do sign him. But it's just it's difficult to think where what Lavia's role would be at Arsenal if we are to sign him and Declan Rice. Because... I mean, I know that we've said so many times that we need to be ruthless in this transfer window. We need to reinforce instead of replace. And that is com- and that is completely true. I think we do need to do that going forward. I don't know whether a £50 million sign-in, Lavia, would be that person to just be someone to sit on the bench and rotate or or someone like that because Declan Rice we've seen he's so reliable in midfield he doesn't really get injured he doesn't miss many games so we don't I don't think he'd kind of be rotated too much I don't think he would be that player for Arsenal that would that would have a rest and Lavia comes in for it too often I think maybe Laviot if he was to sign and he plays in the kind of defensive midfielder role, he would be playing in the, F- in the early stages of the FA Cup or, or maybe throughout the FA Cup or the EFL Cup. I don't know whether he would kind of fit straight into the team. But as I just said, and as we've been saying so many times, reinforcement needs to happen instead of replacement. So mm-hmm. to be fair, thinking of that, saying that, I reckon even so even the fact that he might be on the bench, I think it's still a, a decent signing because I'm sure that Arteta will find some use in him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's a very good talent. I think he's press resistant, which I think Mikel Arteta is probably looking at in terms of looking to strengthen the midfield and he probably wants press resistant uh, midfielders. Um, he's got an eye for a pass. I think he's, he's very young, but he's got so much to improve on. And when I look at him, I think the way that he played for Southampton in the Premier League at such a young age, at a very good level, I must say, I still think he's got so much to improve on. And I think it would be a very good sign. And I don't think Southampton will get £50 million, if I'm being honest. I think it seems that Southampton asked um, Arsenal to say, look to basically offer around £40 million. Um, basically, I think Southampton, when they, bought, when they sold sorry, Luke Shaw to Manchester United, they got around 30 or 35 million pounds. And I think that they're probably looking at in that region if they want to allow Lavia to depart. But Lavia won't be a Southampton player by the time next season starts because he, he's not the type of player to be playing championship football. Um so I can see that deal progressing quite quickly, but I think we've got other priorities right now. Um Declan Rice obviously being being the main one and then Timber. But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But with party the exit talk seemingly getting stronger and stronger in recent weeks. Obviously, there's teams in and around Italy that are interested in Partey. Saudi Arabia, many teams in Saudi Arabia, um, the league being interested in Partey. Where do you stand on this? Because we could be in a position where we allow Partey to to, elite, to depart this summer, sorry, Granit Xhaka to depart this summer. And we're losing two players which are highly experienced, um, very good for what they've done for us. And you need to remember that these two players were the reason we were top for the first half of the season, it's the reason why we picked up 50 points, accumulated 50 points, and they were strong. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm a bit worried, to be honest, because experience is key, but also I'm I'm interested to see what happens with this midfield uh, basically revamp. I still think if Partey and Shaka depart. We need Rice, we need Lavia, and I think we need an additional midfielder on top of that. Interesting for me is that Gundogan, he still hasn't made his choice. It seems that reports in Spain saying that even though Barcelona are optimistic with this deal, Arsenal have been pushing hard in recent days. Apparently, they've tabled a contract of up to two years. I think it'll probably be two years with an additional one because I think Gundogan is looking for a three-year contract. But this deal with Gundogan, I think, I think we could, we could have a surprise there. I just got a feeling. Uh, where, where, where do you stand on this?
1: I mean, I'm going to start on Partey, and I'm going to mention the reinforcement instead of replacement. I do think that Arsenal should keep him because, as you say, he has been such a crucial player for us. I mean, definitely throughout the majority of the season, but then also because of the liability of his injuries, right? I reckon the fact that he won't be playing as much could actually be of use to Arsenal. I think that could be a very good kind of like standing point for Arsenal because the reason why he was in- getting injured so much, I reckon it's because he was playing so much. He's got experience, yes, but then he's also got the age about him because of this. Um, sorry, he's got the experience because of his age. And the age, I reckon, is what is kind of dragging him back a little bit in terms of injuries. So I reckon if we don't play him as much, we use him as someone that is a that can be rotated. I know that he might not want that to happen. And this is probably where this exit talk is coming about from. But I reckon if if we do keep him, the rotation there could be so key for Arsenal because he is such a good player. He is such a good player. He dropped off drastically at the end of last season. And I think that is because he was playing through his injuries, I reckon. And because of, he had been playing so much for Arsenal. Decrease the amount of minutes that he's playing... And he's constantly playing at a high level. He might get injured every so often, but, I, but it would obviously happen a lot less than what has been happening the last couple of seasons because he isn't playing as much. And I reckon that could be amazing for Arsenal going forward. And we mentioned the amount of players that we've got in midfield, the depth that we could have in midfield. Partey there would just strengthen that. But, I, I, but, do you,
0: but do you think like, sorry to interrupt do you think like Arsenal are thinking I think he's got two years left on his contract yeah something like that mm-hmm. Arsenal are looking at what the Saudi Arabian teams are doing they're tabling massive massive bids for players you look at just today Chelsea have basically sold four players to that uh, to that league like Mendy uh, Ziyech Kante and I think Kulabali, yeah so they have basically trimmed their wage bill quite heavily and got substantial fees for players. Arsenal are probably looking at Partey and thinking we could potentially get what get back what we paid for Partey, like forty five million pounds, fifty million okay. pounds. And they're probably looking at it like thinking we may not offer him a new contract. He's probably got one year left um, in terms of um, his Arsenal career. If if you if you're being realistic, because he's coming to an age where. Potentially, he'll be on the decline. Injuries, I don't—they uh, hamper him a lot. So there's a lot of issues in terms of Partey's injuries, etc. And Arsenal are probably thinking to themselves, the best opportunity to probably sell Partey is this summer. Like, if you're being serious, because we, we, we've had similar situations in the past. I go back to Anthony niles and I know it's not the best of comparisons to make, but when he when he was on the up. And everyone was talking about, oh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, what a player, etc. He could be Arsenal's right wing back. He's, he's a great option to play as a midfielder. Wolves came in for him. Everton came in for him. They tabled big bids of £20-25 25 million pounds, And we decided, no, we don't want to sell Ainsley Maitland-Niles. And look at what has happened now. He's left on the free. And we've not recouped anything from him. So Arsenal are probably looking at it that way. But obviously, on that flip side, Partey is still a very good player. Top, top midfielder. When you take away his injuries, I think he's one of the best midfielders in the Premier League and Europe. And that's why I say I'm worried. Like, I don't know where the revamp will will come, but maybe Mikel Arteta is probably thinking about availability is his best necessity right now. Declan Rice, he doesn't miss games, to be honest. Like, every time you see him play, he's playing for West Ham, 90 minutes, uh, European games. Maybe he wants to add a younger player in the mode of Lavia, and maybe he wants to add a But yeah, I agree with you. Maybe yeah, the experience of just party and Shaka to leave would be worrying.
1: Yeah, definitely. And because they they were the two one two of the most experienced players in the club for us. And as a team we didn't really have too much of it so the fact that they were the two kind of experienced players they were kind of portraying that over to the whole team and if we just get rid of both of them then we'll then we just won't have obviously as much experience as what we want um but then you mentioned Gunduan as well I think obviously if we do sell Shaka and we do sell Partey and I do completely get what you mean with Partey if like, if he is to kind of see his Arsenal career out, then we won't get anything for him. And mm. I reckon, as you say, if, if we sell him this season, then we could actually get a decent fee. Anyway, if we're to sell Partey and Shaka, bringing in Gunduan will just rise that kind of experience level so much because he has won the Premier League so many times. He's, won, he's now won the Champions League and he's won the FA Cup a few times. He's won the treble, obviously and he has been such a key player in that kind of in this treble winning team that man city are because i mean he scored both goals in the fa cup final he always has a purple patch at the end of the premier league and he's been fantastic in the champions league and for arsenal to sign someone like that when we're returning to the champions league when we're up there in the premier league when we're kind of contending for that title bringing in someone like Gundogan is only going to raise the roof and kind of push us even further push arsenal to man city's level even further and i think with the fact that he hasn't made his mind up yet does mm. kind of make That's me a little bit more confident because i would have thought i mean i thought barcelona were just kind of leading the race constantly and arsenal were still trying to get him but now the fact that he hasn't made a decision yet And I thought that he was favoured to go to Barcelona. It's very interesting because I would have thought that he would have made this decision already to go because Barcelona have, I think they're willing to offer him that, what he wants, the three-year contract. And I think they're willing to pay the demands of what he is. Even Saudi Arabia, one
0: of the teams, I think they said that um, they'll be willing to offer him around £35 million a year. Exactly. It seems that he's not made the decision yet in terms of exactly,
1: exactly. And I reckon that a a driving for two kind of driving forces of that is the fact that he'd stay in the Premier League, and he's got the relationship with Arteta. I reckon that's what is kind of Hmm. staying in his mind. And I reckon, obviously, he might be thinking, "Oh, but I don't want to kind of portray Man City like that." But then Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus, they both did that as well. They came to Arsenal and they pushed Arsenal even further. So what happens if I, Gunduan joins Arsenal and pushes them even further and helps them win the title? Um, I think, yeah, the fact that he hasn't chosen anyone yet does fill me with confidence, to be fair, because, because of the reasons that I just said, but then also because... Yeah, I I would have thought they would have made it already with Barcelona willing to pay what what he wants. But then Arsenal obviously tabling that bid. They're pushing hard for it. So it seems like he is interested in that. He's he's kind of like dipping his toes in the water with it. Yeah, he is. It it does seem like he's interested. And if Partey does leave, bringing in Declan Rice and Gunduan, sorry, and Shaka leaving as well, bringing in Gunduan and Rice. I know that I've just said reinforcement is is what we need to do instead of replacement. But that being said, Gundogan and Rice is a perfect, perfect replacement if they are to leave.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting to see what happens. I think the way that Arsenal are moving right now, it's mad. It is really, really mad. But I like it. I like it. And I think yeah. in an ideal world, they get their business majority of it done in terms of incomings before we go off to pre-season, before Mikel Arteta gets back the players. Um, so I'm optimistic. But one final question before we wrap up, Charlie, who's going to be the first signing of this summer?
1: I don't know, you know, because I I was just expecting it to be Declan Rice. But now that Timber's come out of nowhere, Haver seemed to accelerate really, really quickly. I couldn't tell you, but I reckon... I'm still I'm gonna stick with Declan Rice because he is our priority target. We've bid twice for him. It does seem like if we are to table another bid, I reckon West Ham will accept that. So I reckon I reckon Declan Rice will still be that kind of number one target and then he'll be the number one sign and, and then we'll kind of move on to other players. And I think that's what Arsenal's kind of I think that's what they want to do. I think that's what it seems like anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kai kind of Havertz, you know that. Yeah. I, think, I think I think that deal is moving really, really quick.
1: Yeah. Like, I,
0: I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it's already done, to be honest. yeah, like It's one of those deals where I think you just touched on it. It's come out of nowhere, come out of the blue. Arsenal have basically gone to Chelsea and said, we want this player. And Kai Havertz has basically said that there's only one team that I want to join, which is Arsenal. So yeah, I'm going to go with Kai Havertz, but let's see what happens. As long as we get the players in the door i'll be happy man but yeah charlie thank you for jumping on this morning much appreciate mate
1: thank you for having me and thank you for coming back on after your week off and thank you for everyone watching as well
0: yeah i missed everyone man i missed everyone (laughs) so i'm happy to be back but yeah if you've enjoyed the show folks uh make sure to drop a like subscribe we're gonna have more shows uh in that coming week um got kai Havertz transfer insight show coming out um probably tomorrow and hoping to speak to a dutch expert in terms of the jury and timber link so yeah make sure to subscribe follow and keep running us down the arsenal way